a short explanation about some stuff to do with baptism. Hayden's going to come up and tell us why you're getting baptised. That's right, isn't it, Hayden? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then we'll kind of strip some of the stuff away. Um, we'll drag him up here. They've got, we've got warm water here, carefully provided and heated up so that he doesn't have to freeze. Um, and um, people are welcome to come and gather around. Um, we will um, be trying to, we'll be videoing it and playing it on the screens as well. So if you feel like, I just don't want to get up around the stage, that's fine. If you do come up here, there are cables and things, and we'd really rather that you didn't fall over and hurt yourself. That was the mini health and safety of the morning. Um, and uh, then uh, we'll, we'll, he'll get dunked. He'll get asked a couple of questions. He'll get dunked. That's under the water and up again. And then a bunch of us will pray for him. Yep. And then probably after that, he'll get out of the water uh, and uh, get changed because, you know, actually it's, you, nobody wants a hug from a really wet person <laughs> unless it's really hot. Um, and uh, we'll sing a song and then it's a chance, there's tea and coffee, a chance to connect with people. As I say, there's a book here because we believe that God can prompt people with things for others. And so we'd love you to have a chance to say that to Hayden, but we'd also love it if you wrote it down. Um, so... Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about baptism. Have we got, uh, we should be able to have something from the Apple TV, he says, hopefully. Uh, it, should, uh, it should be uh, SB and front, front of, uh, let's change it to be, the second box should be FS instead of ATV. That's it. Oh, hey. Here you go. If you had um, wandered into a cathedral way, way back in time, this is how they would tell you about baptism, and I'm not going to do that. Um, you hope in churches you're going to have a number of baptisms because it's linked with people thinking, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. And what that means from a speaking perspective, a number of churches you'll go and hear the same message every time someone talks about baptism. Well, actually, I don't want to do that. I think, that's, I think it's better to approach everything from a different angle, to look at a different part of it, because there's a lot going on. So, oops, I thought I'd start by um, talking about clothes. What do these kids have in common? Well, yep, yep, yep. Well, here's more. I'm not absolutely certain about this, but I'm guessing that none of those kids chose to wear those clothes. <laughs> yeah, there could be some debate in it. The thing is that when you're little, your parents dress you, don't they? They give you stuff and say, you wear that, and clearly, um, clearly the parents here were going for cute in the, ca the cute factor in the case of Mr. Crab and uh, Mrs. Miss Pink and... Yeah, I really don't know what's happening in the third one. That, that's, that's, I don't know, punk parents. I can't make sense of it. Everybody here did this. You got up this morning and you decided that you would put on some clothes. And uh, yeah, for which we're all, all kind of grateful. Um, uh, the, um, but how do you decide what clothes to wear? Well, you know, um, one part of this is the image that you want to project to everyone. Okay, uh, I am frequently reminded by someone quite close to me that having my socks, uh, trousers tucked into my socks is not a desirable image to project to people. <laughs> uh, so one thing is about the image, and the other part is practicality. It can get cold out there. Um, if you're mountain biking at great speed, you might want to think about having body armour. Um, you know, the practicalities of it. And yet we tend to put different priorities on the clothes we wear based on... Uh, so forgive the stereotyping, but I, my guessing is the high heels are a choice that are all about the image they project um, and uh, to others and to ourselves. And the fluorescent trousers are all about practicality, 
being waterproof and not being knocked over by a car. One of these might be a good choice for a dinner party. Um, hint here, blokes, if you've never worn high heels, don't. <laughs> um, and, or if you want to um, make really good holes in your lawn. And the other would be really appropriate for fixing holes in the side of the road, but woe betide you if you mix it up. And there is this standard comedy trope sort of thing about um, mixed up dressing. Who here has seen Bridget Jones's diary? Here she is dressed up to go to a fancy dress, and uh, to her shock and horror, it turns out to be a uh, formal. And uh, this is her realizing this is how it works. <laughs> and probably most of us, if you look back, you can think of an occasion where you went to an event and you thought you were dressed appropriately and just went, oh, I got this wrong. I knew a guy who used to speak at lots of churches. It was part of his job. And uh, he used to go to the church about a half an hour or an hour before the service started and would park his car outside and if he'd never been there before and he'd just watch people going in. And he would, he'd go along dressed up in a suit and tie and he'd watch the people going in and if he decided that they were dressing really formally, he'd open the boot and get out in his jeans and do a quick change to change into the appropriate clothes. And we do this, picking out clothes based on what we want people to think about ourselves and on their practicality. And if you're wondering what that's got to do with baptism, well, first bit, do you know in the very early church, people, um, look, uh, please scrub any mental images for this, they were all baptized naked. This is how they did it. You left everything behind and then you had a new start. And that's where the tradition of, of baptismal robes came on. But there's this guy, Paul, who writes some stuff in the Bible, and he has some stuff to say about baptism and some stuff to say, he speaks about it, like wearing clothes. So I just want to quickly give you some things that Paul says are going on in baptism. Okay? It's, Paul is a churchy guy. He's writing to churches. So if you think this is churchy language, it is a bit. But actually what he has to say is really important. The first thing he does is he links it with the story of um, the people of Israel being rescued out of slavery. So he says, um, I want you not to be ignorant, brothers and sisters, the fact that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they've all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea. And if you're like me, you think, what? What he's linking with, for the Jews, this was the thing that formed them as a people, was that they had been slaves. They'd got into huge debt. Debt is never necessarily your friend. And the repayments for that left them in this place of slavery. And the story of Moses is that God chooses them and he leads them out of slavery, out of slavery and oppression. And to do that, they walked through the sea. And um, there's language here talks about um, drinking from a spiritual rock. Uh, in the middle of the desert, it matters where you drink. So he's linking it to this journey to freedom. And I do think, Hayden, part of baptism is a decision, awareness. You're being called to be free, which is really good news. That's the first thing about the clothes. Second thing you would say is uh, in the tricking through the Bible, there's this guy called John the Baptist, and he appears in the desert, desert, not in the desert, and he preaches a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Second thing about baptism, it's not the same as forgiveness, but there is forgiveness in Christ. So when you choose to get baptized, there's something about, I'm going to be choose to be forgiven. That's really closely linked with freedom. 
Because if you know you're going to be forgiven, you're not doing things out of guilt. You're not doing things because you're doing things because you think this is the right thing to do. And if you screw up, good news, um, forgiveness goes on. And then the third thing that Paul talks about this is a kind of family. Now I'll read this to you. He says, "You're all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes." Get the clothes thing now. When you're a kid, you just wear the clothes that your parents wear. And then at some stage, you grow up and you decide, I'm going to wear these clothes, partly to shock your parents, but mostly because that's what you have decided. And so Paul says, when you're getting baptized, it's like you've chosen to wear the clothes of Jesus. Now, when I was at Kashmir High School, I don't know how if this is still true here. Do you still have, in the first years of high school, um, blokes had to wear shorts and, um, you know, uh, uh, no long trousers? And so you're looking forward to the guys who are wearing long trousers and a blazer, because that's really cool, until you actually end up in that age and you go, oh, man, they're a bit of a pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon there's, because that kind of marks you as belonging to a group of people and Hayden... When you're baptized, you're actually baptized into a community, those who follow Jesus. So you get a link with Martin Luther King. You get a link with all the famous Christians who've stood for following Jesus and living it out. And interestingly, what kind of family is it? Well, there's this line in here that says, no longer Jew, Gentile, slave, or free. In Paul's day, when he was writing, it was a known Jewish practice. A number of men, and uh, if you are thinking about hashtag me too, you could, would start up and every morning they would pray this. Lord, I thank you that I am not a Gentile, a slave, or a woman. Cue everyone to go, which is an appropriate response. And this is Paul's response. He writes, when he says this, he's echoing this language, but he says, there is neither Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. He says, those divisions, those cliques, they are a thing of the old. If you wear Christ, it's not going to be about how people dress or their gender or their race. That's no longer a distinction. One more thing. Baptism is linked to faith, which is about trusting Christ. Paul talks about union with Christ, the Christ who's in charge. And he talks about it. Why is it like that? Because in baptism, you kind of go under the water, and that is reenacting that Jesus died. And so when you come up out of the water, it's kind of symbolically saying, yeah, I'm with you, Jesus, so much that I'll take the death and the resurrection, the living afterwards. And so Paul says, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you will be raised to a new life. And um, Hayden, you will get raised, because we don't like to have people drown. Okay, Not the story, but the symbols of it is that. So here you go, there's the many messages basically to say, baptism, in getting baptized, Hayden is clothing himself with Christ. And that's great news, because it's about living a free life, not having rules act make you into a slave. It's about knowing that you are forgiven. It's about joining a family that stretches centuries back. And it's about trust in the Jesus who died and rose again. So at this point, I'm just, I'm just about done. I'm going to quote a poet who writes about this, mangle his words a bit. You've chosen Christ. 
more durable than denim, more cozy than track pants, more appealing than tuxedos, more revealing than speedos, more protective than a suit of armor, more classy than a suit of Armani. Hayden, you're choosing Christ, brandless, priceless, fits all sizes, suits all classes, flatter any figure, matches any moment, the couture of all virtues, the high fashion of the highly faithful, more beautifying than Cartier, more fragrant than Chanel, and more the thing than any bling. You're choosing Christ, more fundamental than footwear, more clarifying than eyewear, and more undergirding than underwear. You're choosing Christ because Christ has chosen you. And the only things that will clash with that will be when we take part in evil, when we don't stand for injustice, when we hate others. Everything else goes. That's my take. Now, this is an opportunity. If you've bought a camera you want to take, we will, we've got some people taking photos. I'm going to try and video it, Hayden, so that you can look back at this and think, yeah, I did get wet. Yep. Um, if, um, what we're going to do is going to ask Hayden to come up and um, speak, tell us why he's going to get baptised. Um, and after that, um, and we'll have some people around doing a bit of video work, hopefully, how's it looking? You looking happy? Yep. Um, we shall have him um, projected up on the screen over here. Um, so if you'd like to come and do that, and then if we can have people come, those who want to, come and gather up, and those who are sitting here, you can watch and see everything through the screens. Sound all right? Up you come, mate. And if you swap over to ATV, that's all-terrain vehicle. There's a good start. <laughs> nice. Oh, here's the mic. Number one. Well, hi guys. Um, if you haven't already realised, I'm Hayden, and yeah, it's been in the notices for a while, so I'd hope you knew that. But anyway, thank you everyone that came today, especially my family over in the front left here. Hi guys. Um, and anyone else, friends and family that has come. But anyhow, my journey with God has been kind of interesting, you could say. It's been... Hold up, I'm just going to change something quickly. That's better. Um... Because I was born and raised in a Christian family, and like many kids, I was kind of forced to go to church on Sunday. I didn't want to go to church. I did not want to be there. There's so many other things I'd rather be doing, but my parents dragged me along and all my other siblings, and yeah, but by when high school came around, we were given a bit more of an opportunity of whether we wanted to go or not, and I started going on and off, kind of only really went to see a friend. And then in year 9 and 10, I went to Easter camp. And to be honest, it was probably the longest weekend of my life. I hated it. There was nowhere else. No, not there was nowhere else I wanted to be. I'd be anywhere else but there. The big top meetings were such a drag. My butt got sore. There were not enough cushions for me and my friends. I'd just rather be asleep, to be honest. And then by year 13, I just stopped going. I didn't go to church at all. And I didn't really think about it. It wasn't a problem for me. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. But it wasn't until the second year of university that I was playing football, and I met this really interesting person, and they just happened to go to church. And we got talking. We talked about what we believed, what we thought of life, and 
that turned into probably more arguments than talking. But yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but after a while, I decided I'm just going to go to church. I'm going to see what it's like, see what I actually really believe. Because at the time, I did not know what I believed. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just go, see what happens. And not going to lie, I did not get anything out of it. It was a waste of time. Once again, I'd rather be sleeping. It was a Sunday morning. Um, but then at university one night, there was this talk. It was called, Can God and Science Really Exist Together? So Madeline Williams, or Misselbrook, hi, um, and some of her weird friends, which now turn out to be the young adults and they're kind of my friends, but still weird now. Um, we, all, we all went along. But once again, like first going to church, I did not get anything out of it. It was a bit of a waste of time. But I saw someone there that I knew from high school. And afterwards, she came up and talked to me. And to be honest, I thought that was really weird. We never talked at high school, even though we are in the same class for everything. Just, she didn't really like me. Um, but later that week, she gave me this book called Christianity for Skeptics. And I didn't really know what skeptics meant, and I still don't really know what it means, but, well, I, I read the book anyhow. And there was a f in the book, there was quite a few questions, and it answered those questions for me. And this was the first place I really first had faith, and there seemed to be answers for some of the questions that I had. And from there was a bit of a snowball effect. I went to Easter camp in year, oh, no, I wasn't at high school, in 2017, and I volunteered for the youth here with Karen. Um, and it was the first or second night, I don't really know what happened, but I kind of had my first God moment. I just cried. I cried for God. Don't know why. I was like, what the heck, Hayden? You do not show emotions, especially in public places. This is not you. What's happening? But by the end of that Easter camp, I was praying for and with the youth, and I was just loving it, and I loved every moment of it. And I'd never prayed for anyone before that. And then after that, when I came back, I became a youth leader here. I'd never even been to youth as a youth, so to go straight into being on a team that leads, it was, it was quite nerve-wracking and quite a challenge, but I loved every part of it, and I learned lots. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good time. And then in two, this year, I went to Easter camp as a leader with the youth here. It wasn't the greatest, it wasn't the best or the easiest time in my life. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. But I loved being with the youth and praying with the youth, and once again, I just loved it. But then after this, it kind of all went downhill from there. But then after a while, when I was probably at my furthest from God, there was one night that I was just doing my usual thing, just wasting time scrolling through YouTube, watching stupid videos on games or something, that this video popped up. I can't actually remember what it was called, because I was looking for it the other night, and I gave up and couldn't find it. Um, but there were some really hard, burning questions that I had. And like the book, this video answered them so well for me. And once again, this here, like the book, it brought me back to God and really gave me that faith all over again. And showed me that no matter how stupid or how what I thought challenging or hard the questions I had were, there was always answers that I just needed to have faith and that God was real. And it was this night that I was just like, come on, Hayden, just do it. Just get baptized. And I really felt the push from God for me to give my life to him and do it publicly so that everyone knows what I live for. And a few months later, here I am, and I'm ready to give my life to God. Yeah.
How's the temperature? Excellent. A sidebar here, um, sadly not waterproof. <laughs> Sorry. Be good to use them. Just waiting for Hayden's granddad. Okay, Hayden, are we on? Hayden, um, you've sung today about, well, I hope you've sung, about your belief, um, about your, your, your faith. You've shared with us today about why you're a Christian and how that, that journey's taken you through from a youngster to, to now. And you've um, expressed your desire to be baptised. So we just want to, just to confirm that now, and say, Hayden, do you, as a follower of Jesus, one who believes in him, believes in who he is, and that he's with us now, wish to be baptised now? Yeah. And so, mate, um, in the name of the uh, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we now, before your, your friends and your, um, your church community and your family, just baptise you. something with Hayden as well and with all you guys just to show that we didn't drag him everywhere um, <laughs> a, few, a few years ago Hayden and I wittingly went to Melbourne um, to watch a game of football and while we were there one thing really impressed me and I possibly Hayden too but everybody wore red and it sort of ties in with what Colin was saying before um, and their wearing red was a display of what they believed in in the team that they supported um, and Paul, who, 
whose verses that Collins here before also wrote some words to a church in Colossians, and he said these things. He said, hey, you guys, you guys are actually Christians. And as Christians, I want you to put on things like gentle mercy, put on patience, put them on like you put on clothes, and also put on faithfulness and show gentleness and compassion. And over all these things, put on the overgarment. And in, in Melbourne, we spent quite some time trying to find an overgarment for Hayden. And he said, make your overgarment love, because love binds all these things together in perfect unity. And Hayden, that's pretty awesome, mate. And thinking about us as a, as a or you guys as a church here, just as we, as your family, encourage you to keep your bedroom tidy, pick up your clothes, to wash your clothes. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge the work of this church and you guys as you have encouraged Hayden in his journey um, just to get those clothes sorted out, to show him those clothes in the way that you've lived your lives. And now, Hayden, those clothes can be whiter than, than, than snow, but wear them as a follower of Jesus. So <coughs> thanks, mate. You're awesome. Awesome. So yeah, um, I was thinking this whole week about what's a, what's a, what's a kind of like uh, fun verses about about Hayden, and um, I found one, and it's about fish, but um, it's not because it's not the reason why Hayden likes fish, um, but it's it's found in Ezekiel forty seven. Um, Verse 9, it says, Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. And as I, I, was, as I was kind of reading this, I got a picture. And the picture is um, now that you've done this in your faith, that um, you've planted yourself by the river. And uh, the river gives life. And that's, that's the most important thing. And yeah, I just said the vision of you planting yourself because around the river there's trees, there's, there's, there's fish, there's, there's all that stuff and he wants you to just, um, now that you've planted yourself there, he wants you to look around and just admire that and just um, yeah, no, love him from, from that view now and um, yeah, it's just awesome that you've been able to do that. I'm just going to pray for you now. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for Hayden and just for his gentle heart, Lord. Um, we just uh, pray, Lord, in this faith that um, you keep him going, Lord, because it's not easy. Um, it never is. But we just pray that you can help him to come back to the river, come back to the river when, when he's down, when he's, when he's low, Lord. We just pray that he can just remember to come back to you because you give life and you can, um, you can give that to him, Lord. We just thank you so much for Hayden. Amen. Is there anyone else who'd like to pray? Hey, Hayden. Um, so, sorry about my voice. Um, but um, when I was thinking and I was praying about you, um, I kind of got the same thing that Colin was preaching on about clothing. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of weird. It makes me sound really unoriginal now. But, um, so... Um, for those of you who don't know, okay, um, me and Hayden, we love to buy our clothes, okay, we love, like, always buying new clothes, and I think whenever we go out, I think there's just a part of our brain that thinks, like, does Hayden already own this? Does, um, does Kieran already own this? Like, we kind of, um, we, with a lot of the same things. Um, but just the idea of baptism was, was um, what Colin was preaching on, is they, they baptized them naked, and then they gave them a new robe to put on afterwards um, to symbolize um, the new life that they were coming into with um, this clothing. And so I kind of just wanted to give you that picture as a kind of a physical representation of what 
this process is, that you, you come out of these waters and we'll give you a white towel, that'll, that'll work, um, and put that on and that's um, you putting on your new um, clothing with God and um, living the rest of your life with him. But yeah, so um, you've been in our lives for a wee while now and um, I've always just kept growing in my respect and my love for you. You're just such an awesome guy to be around. Um, we've never had a negative thing um, to say about you at all. You've just been amazing to be around, and um, yeah, bless you heaps, man. Hey, Hayden. Um, super proud of you today. Uh, when I was praying for you earlier in the week, the verse that I got for you was Matthew 4.19, which ironically also talks about fish. Um, but this was when Jesus was first calling his disciples, and he said, come follow me, and I'll turn you from fishermen into fisher of men. And I felt that God was just really saying for you that um, your step of faith today, your life is going to take a dramatically different turn. These fishermen never probably thought that they would be disciples. But by following Jesus, the, their lives dramatically took a different course. Um, and I just really felt that God was saying the best is yet to come in your life. All i got to say is Amy and Kyra, and I think i got the same picture. Hi, Hayden. Over here. Um, I think i got the same picture, but just in a different way, listening to the song you chose, um, I Want to Burn for You, for Christ, um, that your lamp isn't going to set a bushfire, but I think it will be more like one candle at a time, changing one life at a time, kind of just echoing what Kyron said. Hayden, Grandad and I, we would like you to hear this word from the Lord, and it's from Ephesians 13, verse 14. For this reason, I fall on my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth receive its true name. I ask God from the wealth of his glory to give you the power through his spirit and to be strong in your inner selves. And I pray that Christ will make his home in your heart through faith. I pray that you may have your roots and foundation in love and so that you, together with all God's people, may have the power to understand how broad and long and how high and deep is Christ's love. You may not now come to know his love, although it can never be fully known. And so be completely filled with the very nature of God. To him who by means of his power working in us is able to do so much more than we could ever ask for or even think of. To God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all time, forever and ever. Amen. Hey, hey. Um, I didn't get a picture of fish or anything like that. I got a picture of a football stadium. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was weird because um, I was like, is that just my head? But um, it was... You know when a player transfers and they go out into the stadium and they're showing off to everyone who turns up, you know? Um, you walked out into the stadium and it was empty. And, um, and I was like, what, God, what are you talking about? And then 
in that whole stadium, and I don't want to say it's Anfield because, you know, but um, there was one person and it was Jesus. And, and today I think he stands there and he says, welcome to the club and just do what you've been doing. Because whenever you transfer a player, you, you transfer them because you want them. And so today I think Jesus is saying, I love this and I want you on the team. Hey, Hayden. Um, I was one of those weird friends at that um, science thing. Um, it's been a pleasure to be part of your journey um, in the recent years. Uh, no fish, no clothes, no football. Um, but ironically, the song that you picked, I got Romans 12, 11 to 13. Um, Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive and serve the Lord. When you hope, be joyful. When you suffer, be patient. When you pray, be faithful. Share with God's people who are in need. Welcome others into your home. And I just think that's absolutely um, an accurate portrayal of your journey of being patient and being faithful, even if you didn't realise it. And there's, I think there's always been people praying for you. And like you said, at that Easter camp, that was when you started praying for others. And I just, uh, I really encourage you to keep, it's like I said, keep being who you are and keep doing what you've been doing. Keep being joyful and patient and faithful. And God's going to do some amazing things. Um, alongside that, I got the um, like the image of David and his journey from you know fighting Goliath and all the way through to like the promises that God made to him about the legacy that he would leave. So I just really encourage you keep being who you are because you've got a great spirit and God's going to take great places. So Hayden, may you um, may you know the grace of God. May your character always be that of someone who is wearing Christ. When your community around you gets it wrong and our clothings clash, may you have the courage and the relationships to remind us and say, that's not how Jesus would do it. And when it's you doing it, may you have good friends, people around you to help correct you, so that all of us may give glory to God. And this world may be a better place. Amen. Okay, it's kind of time to vacate here. Uh, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to sing a song. Uh, then, can we have benediction number two? So, the blessing at the end. We'll sing a song and a bit of benediction. There's a chance to have tea and coffee. There's a book to write stuff to Hayden to. Um, there's a chance to ask people, what the heck was that? What did you think about it? Or if you feel brave enough to talk about clothes, do not be mean about the clothes the person next to you is wearing. They made their choice in the morning, and some of us are not morning people. <laughs> so could I have the team? You're up.
atrás. So we've got a thing that we say, which we're kind of saying to each other, so the words will magically appear in front of you. If you could say them with me, may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. 
Amen. So, tea and coffee, chance to catch up with Hayden, book to write on, talk with someone you, ha- meet, you haven't met. That'll do. Cheers.